Hello and welcome to another episode of Mint Backstage. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us today as we chat with Ryan Wallace. Now, I've known Ryan for a few years. We both went to Grand Valley State University for our undergrads. Uh, we've played everything together uh, from jazz, improvisational music, to classical repertoire, to chamber music, to everything in between. And it was great catching up with him and seeing how he was doing as both a performer and an educator during the last year. If you liked today's podcast and want to show your support, you can head on over to patreon.com slash There you can get early access to podcast episodes, exclusive merch mailed out with my monthly newsletter, and the ability to hire me for different services like consultation, instruction, or studio recording. You can also head over to DutcherSnedeker.com to see everywhere that I'm currently active on the internet. All right, let's get right into today's episode with Ryan Wallace. everything changing in a year <laughs> yeah yeah it's been, uh, it's been a year you know <laughs> yeah you've been online mostly or is or is your school hybrid or like oh my god dude i part of me loves the way that we did it part of me really hates the way that we did it because <laughs> um, we our administration instead of saying well we're going to be all virtual or hybrid or all in person the administration kind of went yes um <laughs> so we were we were virtual the first two weeks which was weird but you know let us connect and our, our district did it really well where kids weren't expected to be at a computer eight hours a day because that's just not that's not gonna work like I, <laughs> i'm getting my master's online and it's like i can hardly sit at a computer and do this work and me who has gone through academia you know, there's a couple times where I'm like, I have to talk to someone. Like, I can't just sit and do this. Um, and then we went back in person, but we also had an opp- opportunity for those who wanted to stay remote to stay remote. Mm. And then we were given, we basically shortened every hour and then created a false, like, seventh hour that was to connect with virtual students but it wasn't the expectation that we would meet every day with every class, every virtual student. We kind of had the autonomy to set up how we wanted to make that work. Hmm. Um, Which for a music class, a lot of what we ended up doing, which I'm kind of just going to keep doing because I think it was a good idea, is we created the content of this is what we expect you to do. Here's a video of me detailing how to do all of that on every instrument. And then hosted like, well, here's class meetings. So like once a week, I have an open meeting for kids who need it. And then I also have time to book in those slots of if you need extra one-on-one help, here you go. Um, And then kids could kind of bounce back and forth. Supposed to be by semester, but of course, extenuating circumstances make it so none of that actually, it does matter, but it doesn't matter. Like the kid, um, like with the current rise that we have right now in cases, we have a lot of kids who have switched online, which I don't blame them. Um, 
I, we've seen kind of mixed success with all of that. Right. You know, some, some kids just don't understand there's school and there's grades and it matters and you have to do these things. <laughs> and you're, you know, if you're at home, you're going to kind of have to be more responsible and front load your time. Um, but some kids have done great. I, uh, if it were me in that situation, I would be failing miserably. I'd be playing video games and tell my parents I did everything. So yeah. <laughs> the kids who are doing that, I don't fault them, but it's also like, well, we got to find some better fit solution here. Yeah, we, we need we need the middle ground between doing nothing and obsessing over everything. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, we, we do have a bunch of, uh, you know, I have a bunch of kids, and this is what sucks is like, a lot of the kids that reason, a lot of the reasons that kids stay in a music class is because they like the subject, but they also really like the community and the teacher. So right. all of a sudden it's like, like you and I can go through and know that we can spend hours in a practice room alone and be fine with it. But a little seventh grader is like, this music's hard. I don't see any of my friends and this just sucks now. <laughs> it's like my numbers have dropped like crazy and it's like, uh, I'm bummed, but I can't even fault these kids for it. You know, I, I wouldn't want to do music like this. Yeah, it, you know, it was reminiscent of like, I, I've, I'm sure I've brought this up, if not on this podcast, just to other people in the, in Grand Rapids, when Grand Rapids public schools tried the hub system, and it was like, instead of every art being at every school, let's have, you know, music at City High and leadership at Central, which doesn't exist as a school, I think, anymore, and <laughs> like... And like Ottawa, Ottawa Hills, like they have a theater. So like, oh, let's have theater at Ottawa Hills. And it, and it just made it so that, all right, you, like it had to be after school. Freshmen had to do it. So there was a whole incoming like generation of students who like didn't start sports if they did music because yeah. they couldn't make practice or they gave up sports because they wanted to do music. And then it then you get to the like they would provide busing to your hubs but not back to your area where you'd normally get picked up so kids yeah. would be like across town being like okay my mom can't pick me up because she's working what? so i have to figure out the public bus <laughs> it's just which you know it's there's a lot of educational policy that sounds really great in theory and just right. feels miserably in practice unfortunately <laughs> Yeah, because he, I remember the superintendent at the time, Bernard Taylor, he was like explaining it as like, we're going to save, you know, we're, we're going to like save money, but allocate, you know, the arts funds like specifically to like, you know, we're going to centralize all the talent in, in the GRPS school system. And it was yeah. like, no, you're just going to fragment the talent and it's going to be this weird, like, you know like first chair at this school is different than first chair at this other school and those kids are going to have the the moment of like wait like i thought i was i thought i was good but like this person's better and but we have the same chair if we were at the same school like why am i fourth chair now or something like it's yeah you know it's kind of like a a year of like well you'd spend the first semester getting over the fact that you know things You're are different if you thought you were you know? yeah and then the second semester is like i don't want to compete for a school that's not mine because all the it was like all the music competition things it's like how do you judge it's like this is the hub band yeah <laughs> it's like no this is mainly city high and like you know a few people from like three of the other schools <laughs> yeah so yeah it's like 
you put those barriers to to music education and it's hard for people to like you know continue to interact with it if yeah all they're getting is like you're looking at sheet music and playing scales and nobody you like being around is there and <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's like like 90 percent of the reason i stayed i mean like i enjoyed music but i was doing a lot of stuff on my own throughout middle school and high school that would have easily sustained me but it's like all of my friends were in music so it's like i'm just gonna hang around these nerds you know <laughs> <laughs> It was like those kids and the debate kids are the kids that I vibe with the most. So it's like, I'll just stay here. And it's like, it's like crushing as a music teacher, seeing all these kids like, hey, I, I want to quit your class. And it's like, well, we're kind of three weeks into an eight week semester. It's too late to change. And now they just go, oh, okay, I'm just not going to do anything and fail. <laughs> Which is like, yet again, I don't, I don't fault them at all, but it's also like, well, maybe there's a better fit solution here. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have that kid's perspective of this. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's also that thing too, where like, you'd think like, I think of, you know, a, a lot of people who get really good at like, you know, I, all the games that I played in high school, all the video games that I would get good at and like compete with friends and, you know, we'd make yeah. a community out of that. It's like, people don't necessarily think about that when they, you know, music's in school and they have like, okay, we're working in school. We're, you know, the community's in school. We're doing that in school. And it, there's that different like feeling of like, all right, I'm, you know, I, what do I do if I'm not, you know, it's like being in a, in a rock band and like, you're just all by yourself. It's like, I don't want to program drums and record yeah. bass and like do everything. <laughs> it's like, I want to be in a band. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I've definitely done that and it sucks. It's like, these are just all my ideas. What if they're not good? You know, cause I've had, I mean, I'm sure you've been there too, where it's like, man, this idea was great when I like demoed it out and I showed anyone and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> sounds so bad you know <laughs> yeah it's 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 something that now that i'm i'm having i'm putting myself more forward online and like trying to figure out that you know like what is content it's a two-hour podcast it's a 15 second reel it's a five minute clip of a longer video it's a of of high-res photo of me in a field it's <laughs> like what it's just like it's like nobody no nobody like i don't know like content's weird because it you see those people who appeal to the masses but it's like it's like you know like react channels or something where it's just a dude like i didn't think that would happen like eight yeah. hours a day and yeah. and and just I, complete an utter tangential side note kind of like on that react thing yeah it messes me up now how many kids like i i like to watch like games done quicker yeah games yeah. Done, like speed run stuff like that um i'm a huge like Soulsborne fan and i really like watching people who are better than me mm -hmm. um play that game but it's like i i watch there's so many kids as they walk through the hall are streaming someone else playing minecraft on their phone and it's like just just play the game like, just no. play the game. You can you can sit, you can play the game. I don't know if you know that. Like, there's Minecraft education. You can play you can play it on a school Chromebook. Yeah. And instead, they'll go on the school Chromebook, bypass the YouTube filter to watch a YouTube of someone else playing Minecraft education. It's like, 
just play the game. Just play. Just you could be that person. In yeah, the you, you could be that person. And it's like um, the drummer of our band. You know, we were going over there over there for a while, and this, his his steps stepson was just like watching people play Minecraft, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, do you like not have Minecraft? Because it's like I definitely will watch games where it's like I don't really want to buy this game. I don't want to play all the way through it. Uh, like Death Stranding, I went through and just watched all the cutscenes on YouTube because I kind of hated the gameplay of that, but I wanted I wanted the feel of playing it. Yeah, he's just watching some guy like craft, and I'm like, do you not have the game? And he's like, no, I have the game. And I'm like, why don't you play it? And he goes, because I could just watch it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Why would you do that? Why do anything when you could just watch? <laughs> yeah. Like, why well, should I have a job when other people have jobs? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, but I mean, I guess that's kind of the same reason, like, why I watch people who can play a lot better than I can on my instrument. I'm like, oh, those are really cool ideas or whatever. But I'm like, do you ever really play? And he goes, no. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I guess this is normal. This is fine. Yeah. Well, it, it's, 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 it's interesting, like, because I've, I've noticed, especially in the last year, a lot of my, I noticed that the people who are the, well, not even, it's really only in my experience. Like the people who are, you know, they were quarantining in relationships. There was a lot of like, we're watching every Marvel movie. We're watching every Disney movie. We're watching every, like anything that we could just like pick a category and just go for like days. Like that's what people were doing. And for me, who's like, trying to figure out you know youtube and like what even people do on the on the thing i just i watch all these different like you know musician youtubers or video game you know like game grumps or like these people who they kind of have like a weird hybrid of like podcast and video game playthrough because it's you know usually not about skill with game grumps and and uh and and then also seeing like you know the mark robers the people who like you know they put out a video once every three months but it's like a really polished like high quality interesting topic it's you know goes viral instantly or like a mr beast that is like banking on being viral in order to like support a crazy business spectacle model i don't know if you've seen any mr beast stuff no i'm interested (laughs) in that though he so he like he started his career in like high school and it you know career being like having some little bit of audience and doing some streams here and there but he would do these you know these dumb spectacle challenges that you do if you have a lot of time to kill like i'm gonna read every word in the dictionary and he'd spend like seven hours just reading words out of the dictionary (laughs) interacting with chat and then he you know he'd do these like marathon streams and now he's somehow he's somehow worth like eight million dollars. And he his his videos are like they're never like, hey, we're gonna talk about, you know, like this new guitar, like, hey, we're gonna play a video game I bought for 20 bucks on Steam. It's like, you know, I we we ordered a pizza and tipped the delivery driver the house. I bought three houses and we're gonna decorate them and see who's the winner. I you have a million dollars in i bought a or i spent a million dollars on lotto tickets and we're gonna see if we win it back and i'm like how does he have any money (laughs) how does this how is this a business well like i get spend money to make money but like 
he's like it's big money yeah and he like but then he'll also do these like because he is you know people know him for these spectacle things he'll do things like like he launched a um what was it beast burgers and it's like it's not a restaurant it's just like uh a menu that's baked into like a couple different franchises so you you go to i think it's like buca de beppo and like some other you know chain restaurants like that they have this this menu that you can order off of like, you know, DoorDash or Grubhub or any of that. And, <laughs> and like the way he promoted it was he, he made a, a, a burger stand where he was just giving away food for free. And then he yeah. put a billboard that was like beast burgers, grand opening and cars were lined up for like three miles. And he was just giving away, even, you know, like a guy's car, like stalled out in the line and he like gave him 10 grand to fix the car. And like, you know, he's like giving bales of cash with like, I'm like, is this guy like hiding something? Like, why is he getting rid of money so fast? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he can like write all that off as like a charitable donation or something like that. It's not a pay taxes on it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause like the, you know, it's, you think of like a, I don't know, like a Marquez Brownlee who, you know, his videos might cost 10 grand because he's got a robotic 8k camera arm that can like do interesting high quality shots. But with Mr. Beast, it's like, okay, the camera is something, you know, it's not spectacular, but it's, it's, you know, clean footage. And the only reason why it costs so much is because he's just spending like, oh, I spent 15 grand on fireworks today. <laughs> yeah. I spent a million dollars on lotto tickets. And <laughs> my, my camera only costs $1,000, but this, these lotto tickets cost a million. I hope you watch this. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. And, you know, he used to do live streams of just like signing, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to stream and we're going to sign all these shirts. And there's like, you know, crates and pallets stacked to the ceiling of a warehouse full of shirts. And yeah. he spe spend like 20 hours signing shirts. With That's like so nice his me. team, <laughs> so that, yeah. That game is so weird. It's like, <laughs> um, you know, when I when I was touring a punk band, that was like early, very early Instagram days and everything. And it's like, you know, we we got big on putting on a good show. We didn't really have to have an internet. Pre I mean, we we had an internet presence, but it wasn't like incredible. And now it's like I'm in a band again. It's like half the discussions between kind of like me and the other guy who handle like all the promotion and stuff is what content do we want to make? And I'm like, what, what a, what a weird world where I'm just like, <laughs> and it's not even like, like we're going through and like, Oh, like maybe I could cover this song on bass or I, I could play these lines or just post me like noodling or something like that. And it's like, right. A lot of the content you make isn't even, doesn't even have to be good. You just need to, you just need to get some engagement to fool that algorithm so that your good content gets up in there. Yeah. And it, it seems like, you know, there, there's some YouTubers I've noticed who like, I'll see their video, like I'll check the trending page here and there just to see like, okay, what is this algorithm? Are they boosting like Will Smith, like a celebrity, or are they boosting like, you know, creators who have like recently gone viral or like what, what's being boosted. And some of the videos are like, like there was a dude who like re-uploaded, <laughs> he re-uploaded the same video with like slightly different wording and like got on trending three times. <laughs> and I was like, he's 
figured out the algorithm clearly yeah. like yeah like that's not that's clearly like he put and the title was all nonsense it was all like buzzwords and like you know yeah. that, like no context to what's in the video just all buzzwords that the algorithm was apparently looking for or something and then it just worked he just got it yeah and i'm like at what point <laughs> it's like then shouldn't everyone be doing that then <laughs> yeah that how we all get on trending is just like all my videos are just all the keywords that are being yeah. boosted <laughs> that's that's nuts yeah I, I i you know it's it's so funny seeing like that culture and having kids grow up in that like influencer culture because mm-hmm. man a lot of these kids will like do ridiculous things <laughs> on video and it's like it, it, it's like 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 jackass they they had a very specific place that they could do this and like you could find some of that on youtube but it's like now they blast your tiktok reels so fast or it's like i watch these kids do this stupid tiktok dances all day every day <laughs> with just like different combinations of people and I'm, they're like oh my you know my my video got like four thousand likes and i'm like number one you're 12 you shouldn't be on the internet like this <laughs> number two how would you get four thousand likes on one video and it's not even going to be popular in two days no one yeah in two days yeah it's like yeah it's like the, the the weird feeling of like like they i feel like there's some kind of psychology to think like oh i'm part of i'm part of something i'm doing something like the thing i you know get the little dopamine hits from i'm getting a stronger dopamine hit from seeing a number at a certain level yeah and there's like i don't know there's people like that turn into you know just like people who obsess over it and they don't really go anywhere and then there's people like charlie d'amelio who's got like you know 150 million or however many followers on. yeah and it's like her family has an empire now because she wanted to start dancing on tiktok <laughs> yeah even like the rise of like like people like lil nas x who by all means is not a was not a commercially viable artist for when when he started really has no business i, I mean i like lil nas x for, for many reasons you know for, for all of the reasons but it's like he got good because he was he got big because he was good at the internet Mm-hmm. not because of his music but because he was good at the internet yeah and it's like, like that's cool but that's like weird to me yeah because it's it is like you know if you can have a couple things if you can like consistently put out something that's gonna be well not even consistently like because you, you think of little Nas X, like i don't know anything beyond the, the him lap dancing satan in old town road like i did i haven't seen any of his other videos the, the I've, three remixes of old town road <laughs> there's there's a whole remix album of <laughs> um so it, yeah it's like there it's, it's weird that there's someone like that who you know to the to the general public that's when you find out about him when you know he wins a grammy or he puts out a you know a controversial quote-unquote video and or i guess quotes on controversial but (laughs) uh and but then there's like a whole other audience that's like you know on the internet they they have this unique opportunity to have some window into like you know him popping off on some other person and it's funny or like him sharing a video or you know it like it's weird how like i don't think like 
you know, like an Elvis Presley, like what would an Elvis Presley be like right now? If, 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 if he wasn't just this like mis- mystique hip shaker, they sometimes heard on the radio and sometimes saw on TV and you had to like, you know, flock in a sea of people to go see him. It, like what if he was just on Twitter? It's like direct access to him <laughs> at all times. You know? Yeah. And you're like, this guy's kind of boring. Like all he does. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, a really good example of that is um, the dude from Eve six. I don't know if you've kept up with that at all, but it was like uh, last year he just started a Twitter and he's like, he posts like hot takes and he also posts like pretty like far left political opinions. And they went, he, they went from a band that, you know, everyone knows um, what he calls the heart and the blender song. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he got famous just by like talking crap about a bunch of like nineties bands and just like telling funny stories. And then all of a sudden his band has a new album coming out. And it's, it's awesome. Like, it's it's all good music. But, like, he literally blew his band back up in 20, you know, in 2020 by creating a Twitter account and just tweeting funny things about, like, <laughs> like, like talking about, like, rock stars who, like, had bad poop problems or something, <laughs> you know? Or, like, you know, the phenomenon of, you know, someone like OJ being on Twitter. And you're like, yeah. this, this guy's just... <laughs> It's like, hey, Twitter world, I'm playing golf. Everything's great. And you're like, uh, uh, hold on. It's like, I I love um, this comedian, uh, Tim Dillon, was talking about like America is that feeling that you get when you find out the Cash Me Outside girl is a, you know, a multi-platinum recording artist with millions of dollars and that moment after you find that out when you hear her single and you're like, okay, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's that emotion of like anger to like, okay, it's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, that weird, in be- the in-between moment of just like, the, the girl who yelled at the audience is worth millions of dollars. For no, for really no good reason, you know? Yeah. And Other than marketability. Yeah, well, and it's funny now recently, like she's, you know, whether, you know, doc, Dr. Phil's program made a bunch of money off of her, just like, she's at the ranch, let's follow up, let's talk to the family, let's, you know, follow her music career, let's talk about her only on all of the podcasts that Dr. Phil ever goes on. And now she's like, you know, talking about how damaging that ranch that he sends all the kids to is. And it's like, I wonder if Dr. Phil at any point moment was like i'm sharpening the spear that is going to <laughs> to stab me <laughs> in the future i don't i don't think so because i mean it's like i think he i mean like anyone else would capitalize on something like that you know yeah. oh she's huge because she's you know 14 and absolutely out of control yeah and yeah and like it, it seems like outside of music a lot of how she stays is just you know going to some random person's party and like spilling someone's drink on their dress or like hitting them or <laughs> getting, getting <wet. laughs> just like viral <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's snowing right now i hate everything i know i uh it's, I, April. it's michigan it's michigan it's fine it's fine. This is normal. It's no. <laughs> Why not? We've already had. We've already had a. You know, all those moments in the last years. Like, why not? Is yeah. Why? Why? Why not? You know. 
Sure. We, <laughs> 82 weeks ago, and now it's 40 degrees and snow. Yeah. <laughs> this is fine. This is what we do. Here. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. And, and well, and recently too, I, um, there was a COVID case that was at the, uh, the restaurant um, beneath the listening room. So two weekends of gigs got canceled and I was like, mm-hmm. sure, fine. I, you know, I was happy. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't need, I don't need to have that. <laughs> Dude, I like, like on that, like I'm, I'm gonna get on a soapbox here for a second. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I, I, I get, I get why like Kent County schools are open right now with how much surge is going on. But it's like, like yesterday alone, I have six kids that are now out for the next ten days, and we don't, we don't get to know um, just for privacy reasons. We don't get to know if they caught the virus. We don't get to know if they were just a close contact or whatever. Um, this year has been so nuts with just like, like I just come into school one day and both my bass players are gone for the next 10 days. And it's like, oh, okay. I guess I just don't have bass players. <laughs> like, like how, how can I plan for that? You know? Yeah. It's yeah. Especially like a, a, a pretty important section of. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, we can't, we can't, we have all these like different stipulations to keep kids safe and it's like i can't have i can't set up a normal arcs or anything like that yeah it's like the whole year has just been super wonky with like trying to use like technology and everything like that and then like on top of it for some reason for some genius reason um the administration above all other administrations in the u.s has decided we need like standardized testing this year saw that which is just like, like, there's no state that's like, yeah, this is, this is going to go well. This is a good idea. You know, number one, like, I think standardized testing is a, is a crock anyways. Yeah. But especially like this year, which is like the only reason why, you know, we're popping off with, you know, between all the schools, five, six, seven cases a day. Between schools, like right now for the past two weeks, um, I teach private lessons and I, I haven't really held any private lessons because everyone's like, I'm quarantined or, you know, someone in my family has it, or I, you know, I, I always reach out and I'm like, Hey, six of my students are gone right now. I don't like, I haven't been told that I'm a close contact. I would hope that I would be something like that, but it's like, you know, that's the only reason we're in right now is because the next two weeks are all standardized testing. And it's like, is this really the best for my kids though? And like, I don't know if you noticed, but it's a global pandemic. Yeah, nothing, nothing, you know, nothing causes, uh, you know, positive test results than jerking kids back into a classroom to take something they fear. (laughs) You know, half these kids don't even understand, like the sixth graders, like, who never really graduated fifth grade are like, I don't know, I even have to do this. What is this test? You know, we're just, we're, we figured out last semester that there's a thing called grades, you know? (laughs) Which is like, I don't call those kids, but it's like, man, do we, and I, I know Michigan Department of Education has applied for waivers like constantly and it just keeps getting denied. So it's like, hands are tied. This is the dumbest thing ever, you know, plus like massive surges. It's like, we should be shut down. Yeah. It's virtual again. Well, and, and you know, and I, I, I think about like my, my first wedding is going to be for the wedding gig season is going to be end of May. And it's going to be like, you know, more chill because it's like in Grand Haven. It's with people I know and I've seen a lot. Um, it's not a huge wedding. 
but you know last year i was just like surprised at like it's like yes it's outdoors but when you're like you know there's there's moments where everyone has to be inside or go inside or you know it's under you know a big tent and it's like 150 people crowded under a big tent like yeah yeah like it's it's just been a lot it's been interesting to see like not only to see like what types of weddings are still being put on like at that scale but also doing the drive up to you know traverse city petoskey and just seeing all these you know these signs of people who like have an expanse of land and then way in the back they're just like you can't take away my it's like you have a huge amount of distance between you and anyone yeah and you're like angry yeah that was like because i i I dj weddings and it's like some of them were just they were like i i mean i guess if you don't want to listen to science that's that's on you i i think it's stupid but somewhat like to each their own like there's science, there's data. If you want to believe that there's some huge government conspiracy to separate us all from wearing masks or whatever, I, I, I guess I like I can't convince you otherwise. Um, <laughs> and you're kind of like, playing into it by like being defensive and uh, yeah. antagonistic and <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm like okay, but it's like I, I had a bride who um, told all of her guests if you're gonna come, if you're gonna wear a mask, don't come to my wedding because I don't want it to ruin my pictures. <laughs> and her wedding went from like 150 people to 42. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, at least give people the option. Like, if you believe that it's like for sheeple and weak, like at least let them be weak, well, who cares? They can take, if they want to take their mask off for a picture, they can. it's not a big deal, you know? Yeah, I've, I, and, and, you know, pound for pound, everyone who's said some sort of, you know, they're like, oh, I hate masks or I hate this thing. They've all gotten COVID. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nuge. The nuge got it. And he's like, I thought I was dying. And it's like, oh, <laughs> imagine that, like science, they're actually like, maybe, I mean, like, I'm not going to deny, like, there might, may or may not be an agenda. It's the government, but it's right. like, you know, maybe they're actually trying to keep us safe. Maybe yeah. this is bad. Yeah, if only to like keep us safe to like be, you know, worker bees in the big old hive. But yeah, you know. Yeah, it it's <laughs> I I I saw that news and I was just like, of course, like why why not? And he's playing on Huckabee probably tomorrow and, and telling about how he's you know he's stronger than ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I beat COVID by drinking celery juice, you know. <laughs> but not like you know, like I didn't go to some like liberal hippie store. I I I, I yeah. pulled celery out of the ground that I I tilled and planted <laughs> I, the celery. My <laughs> God, I love that. I just I love that so much. Yeah, it's I love that so much. It, it it turns into like Mad Libs at some point where you can just like it's like okay, here's the person, here's basically what they're going to say just fill in like the date and like the topic and yeah Yeah. it's yeah it's it's so funny and and it well and and i see like you know some of my friends are you know i think i'm like i'm I'm curious to see i'm going to try and talk to one of the band members of uh the rainbow seekers just to kind of get some insight on their tour because they they're on the road for two weeks doing outdoor shows yeah 
and they've all been you know vaccinated and yeah um or they've they've they left i think everyone was either fully vaccinated or they left with one shot and had another shot scheduled in like you know they're they're doing some dates in texas so they yeah scheduled some appointments there yeah, but, I know um, there's yeah. a lot of metal bands in Indiana doing stuff right now. And it's like, I mean, like, I've got COVID fatigue. I'm real over it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to push anything and get someone, you know, sick when it's like, you know, if we if we held a show, like, I would do an outdoor show, no problem. Yeah. But it's like half the fun of being in, like, a metal band or a punk band is, like, getting the crap beat out of you by someone else in a monster, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. getting piled on by, like, a sea I mean, of fans. Like, that's like not hygienic at all to begin with. Like it's kind of disgusting. But it's like <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be weird to like sit and play a show to a bunch of people like spaced out, like bobbing their head. You know, right. I guess I could just pretend like it's my first day as being in a band again, and no one's there to see me. You know, playing, playing, playing to what looks like ten people. Well, what they need to do is get the dudes who like you know they swing their arms and like flail. That's yeah. the social distancing. You just get I mean, a bunch of them. I need these people, and I need like these people. You know, I need, I need, I need yeah, invisible ninja fighters. You know, yeah, you just yeah. everyone stays away from them just because they don't want to get hit. You know, they don't want to get hurt. Yeah, it's like this dude's doing like full roundhouse kicks. <laughs> like, like he's he's clearly like practicing something. But which I, I mean, I think it's tight as a show. I like I've been to a lot of those shows. I like when people do it, but at the same time, it's like. If someone gets hurt when you play, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I play heavy music and I'm a big softie if anyone gets gets hit or something like that. I'm like, I'm, are you okay? <laughs> Can I buy you a Dr. Bell or something? I'm so sorry. This is my fault, even though it was really that gigantic human that like picked you up like a stuffed animal and threw you across the room. Dude, I, I, I watched at, at one of our, we were, we were playing in a basement somewhere a couple of years ago and some girl got like, like knocked out like fractured <laughs> ocular bone as she fell there was like like blood hit the concrete like wrist broke apparently needed like reconstructed surgery and i'm like number one that's right number two i'm so sorry that happened to you. <laughs> war stories oh my god uh, are you okay <laughs> yeah that's like I, I think people forget that like the you know the this the metal scene isn't like you know it isn't all just like everyone's trying to fight each other all the time it's like there's the the show is usually the bo- the boiling point yeah <laughs> and, and that's where everyone gets you know the fandom out the the pent-up aggression out the whatever out and then everyone kind of leaves you know you would hope afterwards <laughs> yeah it's really <laughs> The yeah. amount of times like I've watched someone get knocked out cold, and the person who did it picks them up and like sets them in a chair and like buys them like a drink or something. It's like, hey man, I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, it's cool, it's fine, you know. <laughs> it happens. It happens, you know. <laughs> yeah, I that that's one thing I'm you know, I'm I'm interested to see like what <clears throat> what types. I mean, like I know you know like the electric forests are still a year away. I know I just got updated you know like jacob collier and rage against the machine my tickets are still good i guess for next year um which i thought was interesting because i thought i thought i was just out money on the rage against the machine tickets yeah but uh that'll be 
you know, to have a stadium full of people, that'll be an interesting, like, oh, we can do this again. <laughs> yeah, a strange experience. I was in, like, the Muskegon Arena uh, last week because they're trying to figure out how to, you know, bring bands into that space to – I don't know if they, it feels like it's, they want a mix of like, you know, pre-show, post-show type stuff, but they also want people to do like, you know, halftime shows. We're, we're kind of figuring out like how to slot musicians in and we're figuring out, you know, gear and setup. But mm. it, it was interesting being in that size room and just being like, oh yeah, this like, this would be full of people. <laughs> yeah, all together. and just thousands of people and like not even all you know like that's just the seats and then there's like the huge ring around everything that's all standing room and like press boxes and you know there's a restaurant in the corner like it's like i forgot what like that many people look like all together (laughs) yeah dude that that's like that's what's weird is seeing like large groups of people now i'm like oh my god this isn't this isn't okay this isn't you know it's like uh yeah i like the Super Bowl, like they had, a, like you know, what was it? Ha- they had like twenty thousand people there or something. Yeah, that's and like that's a city. That's like some some town. Yeah, <laughs> just went to watch the football game. Went to watch a football game that you can watch on TV. You know. Yeah. And if you and, get the bad seats, you're essentially watching it on TV anyway. You're the one that called it. You know. Yeah, I'm like, what is it? I was thinking of like the halftime show where like, I the, it was weird weird choices i thought you know i get like it's the weekend and like here's his face and like let's follow him close-up cam different type of camera angle but then i was also like what is like there's this giant set that like you're seeing like portions of and then like there's the big marching band or you know people out in the field and you get like a certain perspective that the weekend's still in the frame but then for like you know it, it, I I would think like as a person in the audience, you're like, you're either watching the jumbo screen that has the TV feed or like you're watching the field being like, where is, I don't see him. Like, where? <laughs> some tiny little guy. Like, that, you know? like, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah, he's like, oh, he went inside the building? Like, okay, I guess I have to look at the screen. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't ever like going to like large events to begin with. So that's like, that's already not my cup of tea. But like imagining that like during COVID or even like, wanting to pay money to go see that when it's like I could just sit at home with my my cup of coffee and my jammies on and eating some chocolate chip cookies while I'm watching this game is like no that's that's the jam right there yeah you know well and it you know I I've mentioned to some people how like when when consumer VR came out there was like you know certain discussions and there's still some of those discussions of like how much is this going to be involved in the culture? Is it just going to be a niche entertainment thing or is it going to, you know, have other methods of interactivity or like communication or something? And, you know, someone brought up the idea of like, well, you know, people are already paying, you know, a premium to watch like a prize fight or something. Yeah. You could set up some like some cams in different angles and then your VR headset could be that, like, oh, I'm I'm ringside at a boxing match, and I'm in my living room. Yeah. And like, you know, it's all all the first gen stuff's going to be cheaper once they you know put out the next PSVR thing or the next 
computer VR Oculus thing. Oculus three or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's such an, you know, I, I think about, like, I think about that and I think about like the way that we can create like the deep fake technology right now. And it's like, uh, part of me wonders is like, is entertainment like actually even going to be real? Like necessary. Yeah. Is, is it going to be real and is it going to be necessary? Or can we like, can someone pay to go see, um, go see Prince, a, hol- a VR edition of Prince at a concert that they recreated or even like someone playing in the style of Prince, a, a new Prince song, even though like everyone knows it's not actually Prince, but like paying this premium to go see a live version of Prince, you know? Prince. Yeah. Well, it, and it's, it's interesting. Cause like, there's all the tribute shows and the people who impersonate those types of figures. And then I see like, you know, they, they, they did that for like a, like a Zappa tour and it was holographic Zappa and he wasn't always on stage. He was sometimes in the animations and, but there's just that weird feeling of like a pre-programmed Zappa being like, how are you all doing tonight? And people are like, yeah, uh <laughs> am, I, am i supposed to respond to this you know what is what is, what is the sense of mediation with this art form right now like how am, am i co-creating this because you know it's like a lot of the a lot of the fun of going to a concert is you know it's like let me hear some noise and you yell and of course they're like oh this is the best city we've played yet and it's like well, <laughs> i know you say that every night but also heck yeah it is you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> but like having that like one step removed like co-creation of that experience is like this is a computer telling me this is the best city that they're playing they don't even play they're a computer like why <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just not as it's not as like you know cartoony computer is like this is the best city cleveland that we've ever played <laughs> Or like even weirder stuff. Like, uh, have you kept up with like the Fortnite concert series at all? Yeah, was that uh, Travis Scott did that? Travis Scott did one, and I want to say Marshmallow did one too. Oh yeah. Um, kids were like excited about that, and I'm like, so you're virtually gonna show up to see like a digital representation of your like an artist in there? Like, yeah, it's tight. And I'm like, man, I'm old, but that also does really kind of sound like. Like that sounds like some Blade Runner stuff right there, you know? Yeah, that sounds like like the more. It's funny because like there that kind of speaks to like two sides. Like there's the kids who love like I just like watching my favorite streams of Minecraft or like yeah. you know it's nothing special. It's just like I'm watching someone play Minecraft, and and then there's the people who are like I've invested so much time and energy into this game into like the appearance of my character. Like I've, I've projected some of the things I like about myself onto that avatar. And now this avatar gets to go to a concert experience that, you know, by extension I'm going to, and it's like, there's more connection to those virtual spaces than like, you know, than than what you would think, I guess, if you're like a, if you were like one of the musicians last year who like picked up a cell phone and we're like okay i got a live stream and it's like you know your your dad's watching you know your co-workers and then your like worker comes on for like five minutes yeah and they're like sounds great bill see you monday and then yeah. just leaves and it's like people don't want to slog slog through that type of you know 
that trying to build that sort of audience because it is like you know unless you're a may early wine who's built you know thousands of fans outside of the internet and she can get like 500 people to jump in on a stream and watch her just mess around you know yeah or like you know billy strings could fire up his phone whenever and just play something like play four or five songs and there's i i've i saw multiple streams are just like hey there's like four and a half thousand people watching and most of the comments are just like remember billy the billy's at the bed billy they're been you're doing the grateful billy billy just like yeah. the, just a sea of like fandom and then you know he probably makes x amount and some tips and yeah vanishes um, into the ether yeah like ben ben gibbard for a while had like a series of videos uh the dude from death cam where he was oh, just, yeah. his, his favorite cover songs from home at his computer <laughs> it's like just just like him and a guitar you know just super super simple but it's like it was wildly successful it doesn't i mean i like ben i think he's a good musician but it, it wasn't anything more than a guy with the guitar singing his favorite songs you know yeah um, in a fairly similar acoustic guitar style yeah it's it's like if you can what do you know, do it you know yeah that that's that's the thing of like i've seen you know like going to nam last year somehow before everything shut down um <laughs> the week before everything shut down yeah like going going there and seeing like you know this weird intersection of the industry of like like oh that's jared dines next to the samurai guitarist youtuber next to you know uh each ichiko what's his name the asian dude who like he you know he'll get a weird tuning and make a song out of it or like yeah his videos are like this is the song for when your mom says clean your room <laughs> and it's just yeah. and um it's like all of them are there and then like 10 feet that way is marcus miller and a rep from you know, a bass company and uh Thundercat walking with his, you know, artist liaison past all the crowds. And it's like, oh yeah, these are all, th this is like where it's not just like, oh, you come here to see, you know, the, the company people and then like some, you know, superstars here and there. It's like a mix of. They're all there. Yeah. They're, everyone's there. Everyone's everyone's got a weird like it's like a weird intersection point of like this guy all he does is make weird goofy videos on youtube and now he's in the same space as talking to a rep for like a brand deal just like this touring musician would yeah side <laughs> and, note this is gonna sound really dumb i didn't number one realize jared dines was actually in a band number two i don't know what band he's actually in <laughs> i don't know either I know it's like some metalcore band, and I know he's got like another band with like Howard from X Kill Switch Engage. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, has a side project with them or something like that. And I'm like, like I've seen pictures, and I'm like, what band are you in? I thought you were just an internet celebrity. You know, <laughs> I thought you just made goofy guitar videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were the dude who like you know goes out into the under the coast and challenges Stephen what's his face to a uh, yeah gent off bring gent off <laughs> you know just a wide giant guitar that thing scares me i look at that and i'm like no i can't even comprehend that no and and i'm only i've only just recently picked back up 
I, I bought an eight string like two years ago and I'm, yeah. and I'm just like, it's like, all right, how I need to change. Like, it's like all those little adjustments of like, normally I'd throw my hand and I'd hit the low note and it'd be an, yeah. you know, an E or a D. And now it's like this low F sharp or, an e or yeah. Did you, did you find that you actually like practiced more during quarantine? Were you one of those, like, I'm going to practice more. And then you're just like, nah, man, I'm going to play video games. And just, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, it, it was funny. Cause I like, I still, I still was like keeping up in, with playing just from like different streams and, you know, just trying to do whatever people it's like, Hey, I got this stream at my house. It's a podcast. Like, fine. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And, uh, but then I definitely like, I think that's when I was streamed, uh, the Bioshock series. Cause I usually do that once a year and I was just like, oh, okay, it's April. We were shut down for a month. And then as it, you know, went, it kept going. I was like, all right, I got to figure out like what I start making money. Yeah. I was like, okay, I've, I got on unemployment, but now I need to like, you know, invest in some equipment and, and then I ended up getting in the fall an office at third coast, which, you know, it's like, okay, I'm spending more money cause it's, I'm renting it, but I'm also, you know, I get access to a, I don't even know how much money was put like just that just studio a alone is, you know, just the board was like, I think 20 something used 20 something yeah. thousand dollars. And, every inch of that space is like crafted to make things easier to record lots of different ways. And yeah, just, you know, two chests full of mics, all different qualities and, and, and uses. And, and then also having studio B is like, okay, I could practice that type of studio setup if studio A is used. Yeah. Did you do like recording stuff with them as well, or did you, were you just kind of there and you could just play as much as you wanted? Yeah, I I guess it was. It's a mix of like, I'm, you know, I, I get some sessions that are pre-planned. Like I I have a couple coming up next week, and um, then other times I might just be working. It's hard to time it though, because like I uh, I try to like if it makes sense, go out to third coast, do work. And then while I'm working there, I also, you know, just kind of pop in and, you know, let people know I'm around. And sometimes it's like, Hey, here's a song, listen to it a couple times, go out there. We'll do three or four takes by the end of those takes, you'll have something usable. Yeah. And, and then she'll Venmo a hundred bucks or something. They'd like yeah. try and yeah, those and like, like kind of like songwriting for other artists then or yeah it's it's like i'm i'm kind of like the keyboard you know just i pop in they're thinking like oh i kind of want piano on this but i don't really know and then try a few different things and then they go with like oh i like this take or i like this idea and then sometimes it's done there and other times it's like well you know it'd be really cool like while he's here like let's add organ on this song or let's add Wurlitzer. And it's like that's cool and yeah and uh yeah so it's it's like i mainly 
mainly there renting an office being kind of a studio musician i want to i want to figure out because they have you know two other part-time engineers um i want to figure out where i could f like potentially get some extra work maybe with uh I, I always thought like maybe they would want someone who's dedicated to editing like as tracks are being done uh because i've seen those like dual studio setups where someone's an a tracking and then they you know do a quick bounce send tracks to studio b that person makes edits based on like you know what one engineer is like oh clean this up try this like get this cleaned up and then by the end of the session if they track five tunes it's five tunes right. like tunes, yeah. cleaned up and and like first mix or something yeah so oh that is not sure my attention span is hardly long enough to do that <laughs> i like like teaching is such a good job it's like 45 minutes attention span's gone i'm done i only have to worry about 10 more minutes in a class though which i can usually i can usually i can usually bs a 10, a 10 minutes in a class you know that's easy enough <laughs> like being able to sit and just like do all that is just not that's not my wheelhouse man <laughs> I mean, you've, you've worked with me i can like hardly pay attention for 10 minutes if i'm not doing something you know yeah well, and well and now i'm i'm seeing the I, I'm, I'm finding the balance of you know spending a year where i realized at the top of this year it's just like yeah i've just done a lot of like sitting and, <laughs> and that's it just sitting at a piano sitting at a computer sitting you know in a car like some you know going certain places and and now i'm like okay i each day i have to like now that i'm starting to do it more of just like getting out of the house more frequently than like you know like a couple times a week it's to just like to go on a walk or like go somewhere and not be yeah like glued to a, an editing window of a software <laughs> yeah dude that's like i like recently finished up uh finishing up like the research portion of like my master's project and that was like i was like 20 books that i read in like two weeks just because i i don't know man i was just like i have to read all of it right now you know it's either like i'm not doing anything or i'm like we are, we are going to get it all done in a day, you know? Um, I realized there was like, there was like three days straight where I wrote for like 20 hours a day and just like blasted all like read, like research and wrote for like 20 hours a day. And I mean, I got it done, but it was like, dang, I gotta like, I'm old now and my body can't recover as fast. You know, like when I was 20, it was fine to do that. It's like, I'm 32 and it's like, I don't sleep now. Like my body's not very happy. Yeah, and and I've been, you know, I I remember you were mentioning years ago when you were like, yeah, my body just like, you know, alcohol, like it just oh yeah doesn't want it. And I've I haven't had it as severe, but I've, you know, I took I wasn't drinking a lot during quarantine, and I like you know went over to actually christian's house for his birthday because he lives like down the street from me <laughs> um he, he you know and i had like i think i had two beers and then the next day was just ruined I was, <laughs> like i have a i have a headache i am tired <laughs> yeah i think i've had 
I think for some reason my girlfriend and I decided last year that we were going to drink a White Claw. Like not each, but like one between the two of us. And I was like, I got like two sips in and I'm like, nah, I'm not. I, my body is saying no. My body's saying no. It's like my, my body is like no fun anymore, you know? <laughs> Nine o'clock, I got to go to bed. I got to turn my phone off an hour before I go to bed. Yeah. I got to stick to a sleep routine or I'm not going to sleep. I can't have sugar too late. Yeah, it's all the things that it's like quarantine exacerbated all those, you know, all the bad habits. And then coming out of it, it was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, my my whole body's just railing against me. Like, <laughs> I take two days of, like, eating like a normal human being and sleeping. And it's like, this is what you should have been doing forever. <laughs> Dude, I, especially like this year, because it's like, Number one, it's inter it's international buy buy teachers snacks year, um, just because all the stuff we're going through. But it's like you know, it's like I've been fighting fighting like burnout all year, and it's like if I'm not if I'm not on top of it every single day, like if I lapse two days of like sticking to a good like like good food, making sure I'm exercising a good amount, not too much, not too little. It's a uh, I got I have IBS now apparently, which is tight, um, which is where. <laughs> If I get if I get too stressed out, my tummy hurts. So, which is like, I, I'm supposed to be working today, but it's like, I had like a, such such a bad flare up in the middle of the night that it's like uh, I haven't slept, and you know, it's <laughs> I, can't, I can't go in. My stomach hurts too much. It's like God, and it's like the reason was I played video games too late a couple nights ago, and it threw my whole whole life off. And it's like, God, this is why didn't anyone tell me when I was young to live it up a little bit more? You know. Yeah, it's like, man, I would have, you know, because I like just delayed any sort of like alcohol or anything till 21. And, and I was like, all right, I had like five good years of like, just going for it. And then two years of kind of slowing down and being like, okay, this is not viable. And now it's like, you know, I doesn't want it. Yeah, I, and I see it. It, it's like now that I, you know, I don't really want it and I see how much it's around. I'm just like, why, why do we have a whole culture built around? <laughs> Dude, and especially in Grand Rapids, I remember like when I was like trying to date around, it was so, it was so weird. Like number one, I was on Twi on Tinder. So it's, it's already a weird situation, but like number two, like people are like, you know, you match with someone, you chat with them. Like, Hey, do you want to hang out? They're like, yeah, let's go get a drink. And like trying to explain to people that it's like, I don't drink. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have a problem. I just don't enjoy it. I just don't want to. Like I, I can, and I can quit. Like I'm not going to be like blackout drunk or anything like that. I'm not on a 12 step. I just, I just don't like it. And people are like, "Whoa, dude, that's too weird." I'm out. I'm out. And it's like, okay. Like, how am I supposed to manage my feelings, bro? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like people, and it's almost like, and I'm not even like, oh, I don't drink because I'm better than you. It's just like body just doesn't like i don't want to feel bad tomorrow like we can hang out like if you have a couple drinks and like i'm not going to take advantage of you or anything like that like it's not it's not weird you know yeah like people are like so it's like and especially in west michigan it's so ingrained in everything we do that it's like people freak out when you don't do it and it's like there's there's like light like i know now it's getting better um like Selvingrad, if that's how you say it oh um, yeah like they have some like a bunch of like NA drinks coming out. Like the sober culture is like starting to thrive. Like there's good NA beers, good NA cocktails you can get at places, but it's also like it freaks people out, especially in West Michigan when you don't drink, they're like, What's wrong with you? Are you an alcoholic? And it's like, 
no i just don't like it <laughs> you know like i think you're an alcoholic actually yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, like, I'm not judging you but it's like, like you, do whatever you want to do you know yeah I, I always have friends who are just like you know they're like oh you musicians you know you go hard i'm like you have told me multiple weeks that you have you have woken up on the floor the next morning <laughs> yeah like from a night of just drinking with the people you live with not even a party just the, the normal functioning household that you have yeah. <laughs> led to this moment yeah and that you can't have a special occasion every week and <laughs> And that's like that's one thing that's so funny to me is like when when people think like musicians like just like slack off and party hard it's like now i wake up early so i can practice before i go to school you know <laughs> you know like the dude, the dude i know like the dudes in my band like we're we're pretty i mean like we might hang out like they might have a beer at practice or something like that but it's pretty like no we're gonna we're gonna get to work you know yeah because there's it's like you you either that's another weird thing is like you either you know <laughs> you're either like that type of where it's like you know we have a lot to work on we can't really do a lot of you know go overboard with anything because we need to be able to show up to rehearsals or like go to shows or like you yeah. know function or you're you know like a little zan who is like you know addicted to prescriptions and then you know he's like six years old or yeah. and then and and, he, and he's already got like war stories of like you know like oh yeah I, i'm battling this hard addiction and it's like your career and your name <laughs> was built off of your drug addiction was built that's like like people who can do that are just like like funk like like drink or smoke and still function i'm like dude i like can't i can't like there's there's so much i guess of like west michigan culture that i'm like i I can't even vibe with that. Like, I just want to go to bed early, man. I'm going to like meditate and go to bed and play some video games. You know, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to read, I'm going to read a fantasy novel, you know, <laughs> go hard and read a bunch of <laughs> fantasy chapters. But, and that's, that's something it'll be interesting to see like who, or I don't know, like I, there's some festivals that earth radio has that, are like newer or like outdoors or, you know, smaller private festivals. And they, you know, it's either private and it's like, oh yeah, the neighbors come down the street and just get like blasted and, and yeah. they fall out of their lawn chairs at midday and pass out. <laughs> or it's like, you know, then it's the, it's, it's like the people who are just like the continuous like stoner community of like okay they got a vibe but i you know i don't know how much regular air they breathe yeah <laughs> i can't I, I could i could i don't need a graph to tell me that they're mostly inhaling dude i know i know a couple musicians especially in that scene that i've like watched like just literally like smoke like 20 and i'm like how, how do you do that i like i can't do that like i number one <laughs> Like, I, I don't do that much. Like, it's been a long time since I have. And number two, it's like, how, like I couldn't function that, you know? It's like, what, what are you doing? How did you do that? Yeah, it's, uh, and, and everyone wants to think they're like, you know, like a Keith Richards who's like, no, nah, he's just, he's, he's just pickled. And that's why he's able to stay that old. 
and still be crazy. But then you see like an Ozzy Osbourne who like the last time I saw him in a clip, I was just like, is he lucid? Like, <laughs> is no idea where he's at. Yeah, I'm he like, this so dude far. is like on the couch all day. <laughs> like, yeah, this dude is like melting. Like all everything caught up with him. Yeah, and, and is like, what is he? Sixty something, seventy something. His brain is just done. Done, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's. it's but you know, everyone, everyone's got their own. You gotta do what you gotta do. You journey. Know? Yeah, you know, yeah. life life has those. It, uh, that was another thing. Uh, Tim Dillon listened to a lot of his stand up and podcasts and stuff because <laughs> he's just out out of his mind sometimes in like the most hilarious way, where he knows that he's going off the rails, but. He's so, and it's so weird because he's, he's so successful on Patreon. He's like the fourth biggest show on Patreon now. And, and I mean, he make, get it, you know? Yeah. He makes like a hundred and twenty some thousand dollars a month on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's him and a producer and they don't even have guests that often. And he just, just goes on. <laughs> yeah. Just go, goes for it. But he was talking about how like, he's like, you know, he, he'll he'll have bits about like he's like you know stop with the weed if you're past 30 it's over like stop it (laughs) you're done it's for when you're in your early 20s and you're laughing with your friends in taco bell i've been there but i'm in my 30s and you need to grow up get addicted to painkillers like an adult (laughs) i mean it's not it's not the truth you know yeah I mean, I still eat a lot of Taco Bell, but I don't. I, I guess I laugh about it as much, you know. I don't. I don't need drugs to enjoy Taco Bell on a basis. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and he's like, he's funny too, because he's like, you know, he'll. Some of his vices are like, you know, he enjoys. He enjoys like a good, like a good meal, a good spread. Like he's not. So like sometimes they'll just, you know, get the, the, the sandwich, but if he's going to like a, you know, a barbecue place or a steakhouse or somewhere where he's gonna, you know, like there's going to be courses, there's going to be, you know, a certain quality. Like he, he argues that like when you're, when you're poor, like food is the, is the luxury item <laughs> that a lot of people go for. Cause it makes you feel like you're, you're winning. <laughs> Dude, that's like, um, so I like I recently have finally hit a point in my like teaching career where all my stuff's on auto pay. Like I it's it pull, all my bills are pulled out, just got a new car. And it's like that is definitely like out of all like the super bougie things that I could get, it's like like I could spend, you know, three, four grand on a base. Yep. Or something like that. Like I, I do buy gear, but it's like I think the most expensive piece of gear I bought in a long time is about a about a dark glass pedal, which they are worth every every penny it, it is not oh it is underhyped i will say all of that um but even then like i bought it used but it's like the thing i spend the most money on is like takeout food because like especially in college my first like three four years of teaching it was like i could afford takeout maybe once every couple weeks and now it's like like i'll just look at my girlfriend i'm like let's go get ice cream and then go get some thai food you know it's like it's not even a, like that is the thing or it's like that's the luxury like i'm I still wear the same clothes from five six years ago that i thrifted at a goodwill you know yeah. I have an ICD, but 
you know, I buy, I buy video games and I buy food. And that's like, that's, that's my bougie <laughs> item right there. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I saw someone write an article. Well, I think I saw a headline. I didn't read the article. Yeah. Well, you read the article. You know. Yeah. So I read, I read the summary of the article supposedly, but the gist of it was like, the the boosted unemployment was the first time that person in their adult life had felt like they had a normal like they're like oh i have money that's going to bills i don't have to panic <laughs> i yeah. just have i have money getting taken out i can order food and not feel guilty in three weeks I yeah can't. dude like that's that's real right there because it was like before it was like you know, up until probably like two years ago, I had to scrape by so much, like teaching lessons and like donating plasma and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, like I've definitely gotten like a little bit lazy, a little bit like soft, like around the tummy area, <laughs> which is which is honestly like tight. But it's like now it's like man, like I like I, I get offered gigs now, and I'm like, I don't really want to stay up that late for that. Well, I think I'm gonna pass. You know? I don't need the. I don't, I don't need to. It's like you know, I was like teaching like 16 kids a week. I think I'm down to like four. <laughs> and it's like only because i really like teaching the kids you know right um, like like private lesson wise but it's like man i don't miss that grind at all like like being on that musician grind like <laughs> it was chill when i was young but now that it's like i just like i don't know i want to get taco bell twice a week and get some sushi and get some ice cream and get some thai food you know <laughs> yeah it's well and that's that's kind of where like my my thought is like because i i'm turning 29 in september so 30s right around the corner and you know like uh, according to uh his holiness gary v um he's <laughs> he <laughs> he's like you're just getting started man it doesn't you can be 75 <laughs> just getting started it's like you don't have to have it all figured out and you're like okay gary but you're like you know you're, yeah. you're you're pretty successful like you're a special kind of person yeah um but it did get me thinking of like okay what do i want my 30s to be like my 20s is kind of like you know it it you know it, someone else could look at it and be like no i wasn't that but in my head i think it's like the falling with style i'm not really flying it's yeah. it's like i have the i have the talent to like you know be put in a thing and just do it and you know my emotional well-being or physical well-being just put it to the side it's like i'm just gonna get it done get the get paid whatever meager restitution as an undergrad or as a master student and yeah and, and then uh you know getting these certain like markers to the rest of the music scene that's like oh yeah he's doing it he's got all these different you know outlets and he's you know he's doing a little writing he's got the podcast he's got performing and it's like yeah it's, it's all because i kind of have to figure it out because i don't you know i don't see myself like working at lowe's or something yeah like, I, i'm too far into it to be like well you know i really support this music habit with my welding job or something like you know i don't <laughs> i yeah. i i'd, I'd you know, maybe welding would be a hobby. I don't know. But right now it's just trying all the, yeah. all the music things. And the, and for the thirties, it's like, all right, let's, you know, clean, clean it up a little bit. Like, you know, have a little bit, it can continue to know where more of the money can go to, 
you know, be good investments, good, good things to work on. Cause my, my rent's cheap right now and it's with two other roommates, but I'm also like, what would it be like if I had my own spot? Probably yeah. a thousand times better. <laughs> oh, dude, I bought, I bought a house like three years ago. And, um, I mean, like I'm difficult to live with, so it's like, I don't fault any other previous roommate I had, but it's also like having my own spot is just so, so tight. I come home and it's just my mess that I left there earlier in the day. You know, I don't, I don't got to worry about like, Oh, who didn't do these dishes? It's like, well, it was me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah. I, I, play, I played myself, but it's like, I definitely feel that cause you want to hit that you want to hit that level of maturity where it's like you can hit some sort of stability. So it's like, like as you get older and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying like, I'm, I'm like, I joke about being old all the time, but it's like, I'm not, I know I'm not actually old, but it's still like, <laughs> but you know, I, I am hitting those things where it's like, well, I, you know, I can't, I can't do as much and recover as quickly. And it's not mm -hmm. like, Oh, if I work out once I'm done for the month, but it's like, but I definitely have to keep kind of keep kind of keep track of like, am I overbooking myself this week? Am I mentally and emotionally able to handle the workload that I have right now? Or is this going to push me into a situation where it's like, I'm going to get too stressed and not be able to function. You know, right. it's like, when I was 20, it was fine. I can just ignore that. But now that I'm 30, it's like, well, my body doesn't respond exactly the same way as when I was 20. And I mean, that's just, that's just part of aging to begin with. But it's also like, uh, it was weird, like being, you know, being 32 and it's like, I mean, like I, I have a job. I don't have, I don't have kids. I'm not married or anything like that. Not having any of those benchmarks. It's like, what do you start measuring your, your life by? Yep. You know? Is it like, is it in terms of like, Oh, well, you know, I have this teaching job and I'm really good at that. And you know, I have these other like things that it's like, you know, I have a lot of like passion projects that some of them go nowhere. And yep. some of them are like, so niche, like, like it's so niche, like critical theory, you know, critical pedagogy and education as it relates to orchestra. And it's like, there's like two people in the world that are interested in that. And I've read all of their books to, you know, yeah. to like this project. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, it's like, how, how do you want to define that next life of like, actually providing, like, are you going to provide something to society? Or are you going to kind of fall into that? I work as a line cook in a restaurant and this is what I'm going to do, which there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, right. you know, making that decision of, am I just going to live gig to gig to gig to gig, or am I going to do something, do something different, you know? Yeah. And it was interesting hearing from like, you know, with everyone's gigs being shut down last year, just, just the, the people who that's all they've done for decades is just, they had three or four gigs a week forever. Yeah. And, and that's how they've made a living. And it's like, at no point was there like any sort of like any sort of interest in being like, what if I, you know, even like, what if I was a clinician, like something that's still performance, but you get paid more and there's, you know, a larger budget from a, a an organization to help pay more than just the bare minimum. Yeah. And, you know, see, and seeing other people too, who are like, you know, like they're they're older musicians in the scene and they're like yeah does anyone know about like like affordable musicians healthcare i'm like do we still like healthcare is complicated but like at some point you got to find like isn't there that one like i don't know like there's yeah. it's it, like you want certain things are like you can't have definitive answers for like nebulous creative things but like 
you know, where should I bank? Shouldn't be like, yeah. Like, like <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting. Like the difference between like the older generation of like, especially jazz musicians in Grand Rapids, I can speak to. And like our generation where it's like, their concept of the future was we can just do these gigs forever because the economy's always, you know, the, the economy was good from when they started to, you know, 10 year, 2008, really. Right. And if they figured it out in 2008, it's like, oh, it's fine. Or it's like, our generation has literally like went through like five national or international major events, you know, including like two major recessions, stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it's like, like, I don't, there, there's no world in which I like, I genuinely, like there's no world in which I genuinely feel safe at one job where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to invest everything in this job because this job is always going to be, I mean, like as a teacher, I feel pretty safe, but it's like five, six years now, you know, Michigan just say, we're cutting arts program, they're gone. And it's right. like, oh, okay, my, my job's gone. You know, I'm, I'm a tenured teacher with, you know, a PhD essentially. Right. And my job is gone. And now I can't go, I can't afford to go start at a new school because they're not going to pay me what I was worth at my other job. You know, I'm going to take a, a $20,000 a year pay cut just to teach again. It's like, no, I'm going to go like, cause I work, I work construction before, you know, when I was like, <laughs> and it's like, I, I can just go work construction. I think that's tight. You know, people are always going to need things built or need things fixed, mm-hmm. you know, and especially like right now it's um, cause I work heating and cooling in the summer and it's, I could work 80 hours a week. Cause it's so backed up. Cause you know, it's everyone, everyone's at home. Everyone wants to do a bunch of updates and, or people want to buy new houses or, you know, right. want finance and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, the housing market in Grand Rapids is nuts. So people are just fixing what they have. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, me and another guy last year would go in and put in like three air conditioners in a different house, you know, an air conditioner to three different houses every day, five days a week. If we wanted to work Saturday, we could too. Wow. And that's, that's like, like three or four teams of people doing that at this company and they're backed up five months. (laughs) (laughs) The boss is just like, work as much as you want overtime. I don't care. I just need the work done. (laughs) Here's the list. Uh, Cross something off this list every day. (laughs) Or, you know, it's like working until we bought the supply house out of air conditioners. Which I remember one time we got this like load of like like 30 air conditioners. And I'm like, oh God. And he goes, that's gonna be gone this week. Because <laughs> <laughs> why else couldn't like sell any air conditioners because we bought them all, you know? Uh that's so Yeah, I I guess that, you know, I I do think about the 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 weird like, you know the the industries that like surround people being stuck in their homes like they they've had this just explosion and you know there's like the yeah the the trade the trade jobs and then like you know all these delivery companies and you know it's just like how do we <laughs> how do we how do we like provide like it, cuz theoretically if you were like you know agoraphobic and you know afraid you're like super vulnerable to the virus and you you had to be at home all the time. You know, it's hard obviously for like social interactions and family and all that, but like, you know, you can get your groceries delivered. You can get fun stuff delivered. You can get, you know, a TV, you could get air conditioner. You could get (laughs) contactless, you know, 
Yeah. Nobody. It's like the I think the Simpsons had an episode like that where it was uh it was a chore monkey was the app and yeah. and Homer was just using it to set like he's like, Hey dad, you wanna play catch? And he's like on the app, like, yeah, and he like <laughs> gets like a professional football player <laughs> to play catch with Bart. <laughs> And like that gig economy is so like it's very viable right now but it's like i mean it's like it's not much different than like the music gig economy where it's like number one your job can just disappear yep you know we could have a global pandemic and then nobody's doing live music and then almost nobody has the resources to set up for a full streaming service you know it's like like there's a couple bands you know the heavy heavy metal music scene who kind of did okay with it you know but it's like what are you gonna do you know unless you're like a a huge name band level band you're done you know well and there was that whole meme situation with uh what was it metallica on twitch and like and like their music got cut for copyright there's like (laughs) you know but it's like they may not own the rights to be able to even do that which is weird to me yeah, that's where like I part of this past year is figuring out uh, trademarking and working with someone to get that set up for Earth Radio, and then I know I'm gonna have to figure out some copyright stuff once the trade. Like it seems like the trademark's gonna go through, and we'll know in like the next month or two. But when that happens, it's like all right, let's get as many things. We have an LLC. Let's get whatever we can under that umbrella of like ownership, so that we can start like just licensing and li- licensing out our music, or like you know just yeah. being able to do whatever we want with it, and have you know like post our own music videos without YouTube flagging it because CD Baby's collecting the royalties on our behalf. So they're they're like intercepting the monetization of something that has like no views yet. And then they're yeah. gonna take their cut and give us whatever comes out of that. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. I was yeah. not, I was talking to I'm friends with um, Adam Vass, who was in the Grand Rapids band. I guess internationally known band La Dispute. Oh, okay. I, I just got talking to him one day because we we play when he lived here we played board games together. Um, and he was talking about all of that, and he was talking about like because I was just I'm just curious. Like I'll never be in a band that big or anything like that, but I always like to just short attention span was curious about all that and he was talking about how like there's different like licenses and he was like you know you get your your um what is it basically like your media license where it's like if anyone uses this we get money from the streams but also you get songwriter and then performance credits on it so if someone were to go in theoretically if another band were to go cover you know like a lot of speech song live and they were getting paid a lot of speech supposed to get a cut of it but if Law Dispute goes on and Law Dispute plays their own songs that they have copywritten with performance rights, Law Dispute has to get paid for playing Law Dispute songs on top of what they're already getting paid. <laughs> Which is like, that's, it's like who has, is that factor? Because I guess that's like, because that's not like the venue being like, all right, now your cost is this much because you have to pay your own licensing fees or performance fees. No, because that that's on the venue because the venue is making money off lot of speech performance. Oh right. Wow. Which is how like does that, how does anything how does any how does anyone play anywhere then? I am I, I 
I don't know. It's so weird. And you go up to the bar and collect money from them on top of like your rider or whatever already. Yeah. Which I, I think they were definitely like a lot more business savvy of a band to know all of that. But it's like, what even is that? That's so nuts to me. Like how, how is that even like, how is that real? You know? Yeah. Cause I knew, I mean, I knew that was like a case for like, you know, and I haven't done it in a while. I need to just get back in that habit, but like submitting, you know, having songs registered on a BMI account and then uh, doing the manual input of like, I played a show on this date. Here's like some reference material to know that it's a real thing. We played these songs. And then like, you know, two or three months later, I get $10. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's, you know, it still happened. It's weird, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's, it's like, how does anyone, so, so Metallica plays an arena, they get paid a big old chunk of money to just be there. Yeah. They, they, you know, they get paid for, yeah, the performing rights, they get paid for, and, you know, probably some endorsement deal. They yeah. get paid for, you know, they probably broadcast it. They probably get paid that way. It's just like. It's weird. It's a weird, like, series of loopholes. And it's like, you know, it's like, I I would love to be in a band that big, but I'll never get in a band that big. I mean, like, theoretically, I could, but it's like, eh, there's too much work at this point in my life. I already got, I already got one job, you know. If this all goes south, I'm just going to put in heating and cooling, which there, I, there's, I got no problem with that, you know. Um, yeah. like, all those, like, little weird things is like, what a weird industry, you know. Yeah. It, and it's like, I, you know, I try to tell people, I try to tell people that when, you know, it's like, I haven't seen you in a while. It's like, well, you work conventional hours and then I work whenever you're not working. So like, yeah, you, you, you have a normal, a normal schedule. And, and it's like, there's all, there's the people who, you know, like I, I've been thinking a lot about the the statement, like, oh yeah, this pl this spot, it's got everything I need, and I'm like, how is that possible though? Because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. It does. You like, you can't go into Whole Foods and just be right. like, you know what? I have uh, fulfillment and a sense of purpose, and uh, you know, a community. <laughs> Whole Foods provides my community. Yeah, it's, it's like, so you know, when someone's just like they they're in their routine it's like yeah it's it's you know i'm feeling pretty good it's like i'm 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 i understand that that's not my routine but i'm also kind of like how would that how do how does that happen in my in it, it, yeah it's like i'm always like having to look up something you know like why isn't this like oh davinci resolve had an update and now it won't let me export audio why is it doing that it's yeah. literally 17.1.1.2 and it's yeah. like it's not that big of a deal yeah <laughs> shouldn't That's break like, my software <laughs> well like we had, we had to go through that I, I had to go through that a lot at the beginning of this year to figure out like a lot of the tech and everything number one because i'm always interested in it number two because i'm younger than <laughs> most people in my music department um but it's like having like having to go through that and like having my job my livelihood be attached to 17.1.1.1.012 glitched out my audio and now i've lost out on a day's worth of streams it's like dude i like can't handle that stress of like like if i mess up 
that's fine. That's on me. But if I have to pay for like another company's mistake because their glitch wouldn't communicate with the 20 other microphones or whatever going on, I'm not about that life. Like I can't. That life, yeah. like, like that gigging life is like, it's, it was fun, but it definitely is like, I got mad respect for you for, for doing it. But it's like, ah. But, and that's why that's kind of why I'm like I'm really trying to figure out what I want to do with streaming because it is like it's like you know I can it's it's the thing that supposedly people like about streams is like there's the there's the unfiltered access there's some sort of level of enjoyment some sort of shared enjoyment you know it's like playing a video game music uh you know my my friend James will go on and just like take requests for learning songs or playing through songs that he's recorded. And, um, you know, there's like, there's those people who seek that kind of thing out. And for me, it's like, Oh, it's kind of like a vacation. Cause I don't have to drive. I don't have to drive somewhere to get there early to unload, to be like, okay, who's Mark. Mark was on the email. He's not here. Okay. Who's my contact. All right, it's Bill. Bill's late. All right, let me go. Yeah, Bill's not going to be there tonight either. It's the sound guy, Derek. Derek's sick, though. We just found that out. So it's going to be the backup sound guy. You're just like, okay, just tell me where to put my things. Oh, you can't load in yet. It said on the writer, we can load in now. Oh, you got to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk to Mark. He's not here. Where's Mark? Yeah. And it's like, it's all these little things that like, you know, being on the booking end of it, I've had to, you know, not even that long. That's the, that's the thing. Like the, 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 the quick, the quickest way of like draining my energy is just like getting in a sea of emails where it's like trying to convince somebody who should have just used their ears and been like, yeah, we dig it or we don't like, just tell me, don't be like, well, do yeah. you guys do any covers or like, do you play country music at all? Or <laughs> it's like, yeah, off my iPhone. Like, is that what you want? Like, <laughs> we can do that. I can do that. Just tell me. Yeah. Or getting the, um, you know, I, I had a lot, a lot of it in 2019, a lot of emails being like, like, you're just not what we're looking for. And I'm like, what are you looking for? Yeah. <laughs> are you looking? Don't. Yeah. Are you looking for like, you know, like, lightly toasted wheat bread is that what you're looking for <laughs> like what do you want i will be lightly toasted wheat bread just please book me i need this <laughs> please i will i will play uh i'll play i'll play piano man why not i've I only had to play it once but <laughs> Dude, that's like that's the thing that kills me is like you know like i I spent a good amount of time refining my craft and it was like, I was by no means exceptional at my Instagram, but it's like, I get hired for a gig. I can do it. You know, I'm like, I'm good. Not great, but I'm good. You know? Yeah. Um, and you know, like, you know, like we would pay weddings and maybe make hundred dollars each. And now it's like, I DJ weddings and I don't even do anything fancy. Like nobody wants anything. They don't want DJing. They want someone to play a playlist off of a PA. Yeah. Off of a PA. They just want a big PA with some lights and it's like, I make more money just going, oh, yeah. If I followed up Michael Jackson's Billie Jean with Whitney Houston's Want to Dance with Somebody, people might like that. You know, it's like, that's, <laughs> I, you know, I um, make eight, nine, nine hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand, a thousand dollars a wedding. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it takes, I mean, it takes a little bit of skill to go, oh, I know all of these dance hits, but you know, my, 
my default is nobody's dancing bruno mars boom done yeah people are dancing now everyone's dancing again it's (laughs) awkward white people at a wedding bruno mars uptown funk got it yeah I literally could take because the for Blue Water Kings we have these like helpful reference playlists and it's it's really for like the singers to help pick, um, you know, kind of the shared repertoire between mostly the it seems like most of the Michigan folks and and it's like I could just take those and like book a gig and just be like all right um, let's throw on uh, Havana and. Uh, let's throw on some Bruno Mars and let's do, yeah, Whitney Houston, Michael yeah. Jackson, Mo, anything Motown for yeah. like people in the 30s and older. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it, there's definitely like an art to it of like, you know, it's like, like when I DJ a wedding and I look around and I see, okay, there's not many young people. It's like, well, I know the first hour I need to play, I need to play stuff for the aunts and uncles because young people don't dance until they drink, but aunts and uncles are there to have a good time. So it's like, right. You know, seeing what they're dancing to, you know, if I if I throw on if I throw on a Michael Jackson and nobody's vibing to it, and then I throw on, you know, maybe like an 80s thing and everyone vibes to that, it's like, well, okay, I'm gonna bump 80s stuff. But it's it, like there's an art to it, but it's not nearly as much as like, you know, I've spent hundreds of hours developing better technique on upright bass or electric bass to be able to play all these things. And this is just like I just listen to playlists and know what sounds good, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, you know, DJs who like, they're a little bit more involved. They like, yeah, they have to keep reading the room and like, just, you know, when, when to heat things up, cool it down, you know, that whole ebb and flow of a night. Yeah. yeah, There's, there's that level of attention, but it's, yeah, it's like, you know, I've learned all these songs (laughs) and, and it's just like, okay, I get paid you know, like usually between three and 500, depending on the wedding. Um, and it's, it's like, oh, I could just, yeah. Like if I did this all myself with just like a playlist, <laughs> a couple playlists, I'd make, I'd triple my income. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's to the point now where it's like, I feel kind of bad about it, but it's like, like I've definitely just made, and it's a weird loophole where it's like, as a DJ, you can just play stuff off Spotify. <laughs> because it, it's a it's a private event. It's not a public event. So yeah. you have the same license. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think, because I usually see the default to Spotify just because it's popular, yeah. but yeah. And because people aren't paying, nobody's making money. People aren't paying money to be entertained at a wedding. So it's the same as if like you and I were having having our beer party, our West Michigan beer party, and we invited 10 friends over and we made a playlist on Spotify. It's the exact same set of stipulations. And it's like, I've definitely had nights where it's like, nobody's really dancing to anything and I can't get anyone on the floor after like an hour and a half and nobody's requesting anything. Right. It's like, I- I've searched up like like pop country songs shuffle play sat back read a book you know i I, I put crossfade on you know right that's that's a function (laughs) like that's that's so i mean but that's like you know that's that's where a lot of that a lot of that money is until you get into like higher up in like a blue water kings or something like that which 
requires just hours and hours and hours and hours of practice and learning a bunch of instruments and being able to play anything on the fly. And it's like, all I have to do is like, oh, this song's roughly the same tempo, play, you know? (laughs) Well, and I think of someone like, you know, uh, what's her name? Alana Pierce in the video games industry space. Like she kind of came up in the journalism side of it from Australia and then she started doing, you know, the on-camera stuff, being an on-camera personality. And then she, you know, that led to like script writing for like, you know, programming on certain networks or, you know, internet things. And then, you know, on the side, she DJs original music and set lists. And then she, you know, developed a streaming audience and like could do these big charity streams throughout the year. And like you know she wears like 70 and she mentors people getting into the journalism or writing space for video games and like she's like how do you how like (laughs) i don't i don't know how people have energy like that no it's maybe maybe i just don't have what it takes but it's like i'm not having what it takes because i like feeling rested you know yeah because well and then on top of that she also got a job writing um for video writing I think she's writing a video game for, um, or it might be multiple projects, but she's she's at least hired uh, by Sony Santa Monica, yeah. And it's and it's like okay, that's a big. You'd think you'd think like that's a big writing job with like probably a lot of meetings and a lot of like you know drafts and rewrites and like figuring out you know talent who's gonna i don't know if that's another department like okay we have the script who we're we gonna have to voice this uh and, and she also does voice acting so it's like yeah no big deal yeah it's just no <laughs> a million some <laughs> million different and and so that's you know i see someone doing that and it's like okay let's let's capture some some spirit of that <laughs> and put it into into michigan where like you know it's a very mixed bag of like who's into streaming who's into you know instagram tiktok who's into youtube longer form stuff who's into podcasts so i figured the next you know three years three four years is just going to be me presenting myself in different size screens and someone's going to be like here's all my money it's like you know, yep thank you that's I, I, I want to get big off this please please, yeah. you know. please just support this 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 overworking habit that i have <laughs> it's the, like, i just can't do that anymore man yeah it's it's definitely not i i I even tell people that who are like how do you it's like you you only do music stuff like what's that like i'm like well um here's here's some pros here's some cons paid too little yeah i enjoy what i do but all of my friends own property that aren't musicians (laughs) i'm still (laughs) renting (laughs) all of my friends have you know good health care you know stuff like that they sleep most of the time yeah they they sleep they don't have you know this these frustrating meetings with people who i can't even get to open emails in a in the in a band that it would behoove them to open an email (laughs) like you know (laughs) just read it you know it's not that hard yeah i feel that i feel that it's a lot of why i got out of it you know it's like I, i think i enjoy music a lot more now that i'm in a band that it's like we're probably not going to blow up. Like I'd like to be like a mid-level band where it's like, you know, we can open for some big, big metal acts or something like that. 
but it's like I enjoy it now that it's like it doesn't have to be super successful right it's like oh it can fail and I I'm only out you know maybe thousand dollars total you know recording costs whatever yeah Which yeah is- and and like it, well and that's the thing with like earth radio like the the I don't make money off the band and and that was kind of set up so that we I mean I, we do get paid out sometimes we're being more loose with that uh but like having the money go to the band first and then figuring out what to do with it um as opposed to you know years of other groups where it's just like yeah we each get a hundred bucks and then there's no money to invest in anything to help promote or do anything with the band yeah we may each may make a hundred bucks but we have to spend 80 of that out of our pocket on promotion or you know recording costs or something like that yeah and it's 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 like figuring out the those the systems and like getting you know to a point where we can bring on other people to the team that aren't you know performance related and can help with because one thing i've been pushing for is like you know content of any kind just yeah. anything like i don't care like it doesn't have to be polished high quality if we want it to be that there's people who can do that and we could pay them and go do a thing go do a song and it's like that's been you know it's like pulling teeth it's like this should just be fun like we get to we get to dictate it's not like it's not like the thing you hate about content is what we're going to do it's we get to yeah. delegate you know who does what and then we make something that we have fun with and there's always the 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 you know it's like well it's not going to be very good it's like everything sucks until you know 20 years later when it becomes nostalgia <laughs> Yeah, it's like someone's gonna be like that was that was when they were good when they had no income. <laughs> yeah, and, and no, it's like the people who like, you know, I I hear this a lot with like between the Barrett and me, the, the the people who couldn't live past Colors, and it's like I get it after Colors, you know, great misdirect. There's like a shift in some of the like same vocabulary, different presentations, longer epics, different songwriting topics, structures, yeah, whatever, but like colors isn't where they stopped they're still a band yeah <laughs> and maybe like to like you don't have to obsess over it but maybe tune in and be like how are they still a band it's yeah. been over a decade since colors have you have you done anything yeah, <laughs> in that yeah. Time? what have you written what have you what have you done it, it's like it's kind of the same vibe with like dream theater where they're they're definitely like I don't know. They're a band I I touch base with, but I I remember like you know the systematic chaos and the you know train of thought. Uh, or what was that album called? It had train of thought and like dying soul and yeah, it was like a black and white album cover. But like or like Octavarium, I think that was the first album I heard by them, and then went back and then forward. But like seeing, you know, there's always going to be those songs. <laughs> yeah. And there's going to be like, you know, I'll be in my 40s and maybe they'll be in their their 70s. Like, we're going to tour Octavarium. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're still touring. On that side note, I did actually see Between the Barry to Me on a Colors anniversary tour. Oh, yeah. Dude, tight. <laughs> I mean, like, I've listened to like Between the Barry to Me after that, but I think that that album especially was so perfect. It was just so good. You know, it just hit all the right notes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, it's like it's like an opeth like 
like watershed like getting into mm -hmm. their newer era stuff it's like everything after it's really good i listen to it but it's like watershed is perfect <laughs> if justin abdeck watches this fight me about it justin <laughs> watershed <laughs> is better than blackwater park it's just that simple <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he. Yeah, he's looking well, at this like a conversation many times. <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I actually, um, I took a bass lesson from the guy in Scale the Summit, and he's now in Abiotic and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Uh, oh, okay. Number one, awesome, like awesome bass player. Incredible technique with everything he does out of this world like out of this world good number two it was funny talking to him because like a lot of like I, I didn't take a lesson from him much like for like technique reasons like there were techniques i wanted to get down a little bit better but i want to talk about songwriting and stuff like that and we talked about like a lot of his theory stuff and then he goes but the, the harsh reality is this most of the guys who write like abiotic he's like i don't write anything in abiotic and like all the tech stuff i don't write because a lot of these dudes are so musically dumb they can just play fast and very angular. <laughs> and I was like, no. And he goes, if it were up to me, everything would just sound like old Opeth. And it's like, nobody wants to, nobody wants to write like that or play like that because Opeth already does it. And I was like, you're killing me right now. And he's like, I don't know how they write it, honestly. He's like, they don't know at all what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's kind of like the same thing with like periphery. Like there's all these, you know, the the new record would had and, and I guess the past three records have all had like there's new tunes that were like co-written by band members and then there's like Misha's Hard Drive 2009 like yeah. all these songs that are still like you know oh we just clean it up a little bit tweak some things polish up the, the recording it yeah, sounds he, modern yeah when he, when he knew nothing about songwriting <laughs> yeah and it's like okay he's got the shapes he's got the percussive you know uh, yeah. things he's a gear nerd so he knows what kind of sounds he wants but yeah it's that's it <laughs> yeah. you know it's like i can't tell you even like uh it was funny hearing um what was it song a song exploder episode with um leanne lehavis and she was talking about her song uh what was it can't fight off the new record and she was like explaining like what it was about lyrically and all that and then she said it was it was sparked by like like the the chord progression at the beginning was like something that had been stuck unused for like several years or something and she was like yeah it starts with this chord i don't really know what chord it is and i'm sorry all you jazz musicians out there who listen to my music and then she's just like i'm imagining like everyone who's a jazz musician just yelling at me trying to it's an it's an a sharp to me she's just like saying yeah you send me a message and i might read it Dude, that's like 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 in the death metal band i'm in right now like i don't write anything it's like bob writes it all and it's because bob is so good at writing heavy riffs it's like I'm hands off. I don't want to do I, like I'm gonna write lyrics to it. That's tight to me. I'm gonna write cool bass lines underneath it. But it's like, and he's so like he's so good and he's just so musically dumb. It's incredible. And our other guitarist is always asking me, he's like, what what like what scales or whatever you know what what key can I use a solo in? I'm like, dude, don't I don't even want to analyze it. It's too hard. It, it's all over the place. Like, don't just use your ears. 
pick a note and then play another note if it sounds good like <laughs> that if it doesn't sound good try another note man yeah it's like listen to listen to thorndale solos or listen to carrie king like, yeah none of them are like like he might be like oh it's like free expression or i have like or carrie king's just like i don't know i play notes and oh, i use the way we part <laughs> I just, I just keep getting tattoos and I and I channel that pain into <laughs> I love I love when musicians are really good but like really stupid. Yeah. Um like the dude for like the bassist from Tower of Power. <laughs> I, I remember just watching an inter, in, interview where he's talking about like his baseline of like squib cakes or something like that. And they're like, How did you write it? And he goes, Oh, I played this note, and then I played this note, and I like put these notes in between it. And then he just plays it and he goes, There you go. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh, a, I like this. Yeah. It's so good and so musically dumb. Yeah, because then it's like you know, S. Brown's of Spalding put out a new. Uh, I guess it's it's technically a single in three parts, and it was part of a re residency in Oregon with other artists exploring like uh, therapeutic sounds through composition or something. So there's like, I. I there's like elements of how it's arranged where there are i don't know i haven't read fully on what it's the therapy it, or the therapeutic things that she lists but i can at least hear things like it starts with a common tone just like her voice singing a note and it's like kind of layered and it keeps popping up in different contexts throughout the whole like it, it comes back in it's more dissonant or it comes back in and it's all by itself or it's but you know someone like her everybody loved like you know her early records and like black gold like the the more pop accessible and all the records since then have been like this blend of like her artistic you know like split personality artistic character and you know focusing on you know different parts of the body and then an album that was only released on vinyl and it was recorded in three days yeah. <laughs> like it's it's she's just made the shift to like well i got the mainstream cred i'll just do a bunch of cool weird projects yeah and she's like writing an opera with wayne shorter or something that's coming oh out this yeah year. i saw that i'm <laughs> actually pretty excited <laughs> It's like there's so so much that yeah it's it's like it's like someone as smart as her there's also someone who's like you know they write something that's prolific and they're just like i don't know i just i, know. I just wrote it i know? just did it it's, i just wrote it it's for someone else to figure out yeah theory like, behind it, you know? but how yeah <laughs> yeah it's Oh, and and like or like a Jacob Collier who could like break it down to the simplest nugget, yes, yeah. and let people know like what it's about. But then I hear from a lot of you know, there's the mixed bag of people who are like they love the kind of how animated a lot of his albums are, and it's just it goes everywhere. And then other people get exhausted. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't listen to a full Jacob. I like each song. But it's like a whole album. I'm like, it's this is too much. Like this is like talking to like a little five year old, you know? We're <laughs> just like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know? like I'm, I'm already bad for stuff like that. So it's like, oh, I need, I need something, you know? Yeah, I, I, I need two minutes. 
um yeah it's so uh, to just stick it, it, it i don't know it it is like or like a i don't know like a tigran hamasian who like he's just so you know i could show it to someone and they're immediately like this is why this guy is in, insane and awesome and cool and other people are just like what is what language is that and you're like yeah. that's not it's not the point not the point anything i was trying to... <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i showed you this incredible piece of music and what you got out of it is oh he's speaking something other than english yeah i i had that i had that with a friend the other day a friend outside of music i i was telling a story of playing at the bob for like valentine's day and they set me up um you know in front of like basically like a photo op spot um it was like a mirror with hearts on it or something yeah. and i saw this couple they were just kind of looking at me watching my last set and i was like okay cool like someone's paying attention and then i get done and i see them get up and i'm like okay so they're coming over like cool and they start talking and it's like hi i'm the lady whose husband owns gilmore collection <laughs> and i was like oh cool like the you know in my head i'm like she dug it maybe it means more gigs maybe not and then she was like, could you like move? We're trying to take a photo. Yeah. And well, and th that was the only takeaway. Cause you know, I took, I took the phone and I, um, I put it on burst and I took a bunch of burst photos. Yeah. Like this is my silent protest to this moment. Um, yeah. and, <laughs> and, uh, and all my friend got out of that story was, oh, wow, like she she talked to you? That's amazing. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't need her appro approval. Like yeah, this. I, I know I'm good. I want more gigs. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like, wow, some someone higher up has shown you the, the most meager amount of attention and it's yeah. all negative. <laughs> the, 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 upper, the upper crust of society has acknowledged you, the lowly entertainment long enough. <laughs> To get you out of the way so they could take their picture. Yeah, it's it's it, <laughs> incredible. Yeah, I'm like, how how is that the moral of the story? Yeah, <laughs> you made it, Dutcher. I did it. <laughs> I would just name I would I would just name drop him on this podcast right now. I mean, you're you're in, bud. Yeah, you're gonna, you got the boss money now. Yeah, I'll just I'll yeah that's that'll just be this podcast in like two years. I'll just I'll just, just start. Um, I, rich I, people's names. Yeah, I'll just have a hit list at the top of, <laughs> of the episode. Be like, put these people on blast. They, they, they did me wrong. <laughs> 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 they said there'd be food, and it was like all eaten by the other staff. And they, they said there'd be a stage, and it was like outside in the rain. And <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, oh man, I don't miss yeah. that. Doctor. I'll miss that. No, I, mean, I, I got to deal with a bunch of weird stuff, but I don't got to deal with that. Yeah. No, I, well, and I, it's been great, especially over this last year. I've, I've really like, I've, I've delighted in the word no, cause I can, my, 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 my gut feeling, like I, I had that the other day. I had so, someone like hit me up about an event and I was like, in my head, it's just like, I don't want to do this, but I don't know why yet. So let me just check this person out. And I'm like, no i don't want to like i'm just looking at the music and i'm looking at like you know what type of event i'm just like no i don't want no 
And then, you know, like other times of, uh, I don't know, people people saying like, hey, you want to come do this? And like, I can play out what's going to happen in my head. And I'm just like, no, I, no. Like, I get this is new and fun for you, but it's it's boring for like, I'm, try, I'm trying to keep leveling up and I can't just, you know, I want to. It's I, I want to endear myself to the community, but I want to do things that I'm more enthused about than just like that are genuinely rewarding as opposed to doing a favor for a friend. Yeah. Or like, you know, I I've been talking with certain people who remember the days at like the speakeasy lounge with Brad Fritcher and we're we're trying to figure out where we could do something like that again, have like an open forum, loose, not, you know like hey you got to know some standards it's like hey can you interact with people on a stage and play an instrument like can yeah. you jump in and out can you i don't know listen can you <laughs> yeah you know do you have a voice on your instrument cuz it's like that's how i you know i felt like i started playing more with uh you know like Ian Thompson there and Caleb Elzinga and met Blake Cross and you know playing playing non-gravestone stuff with like avdeck and mario at the time yeah. is like those were more formative than like being a you know a go-getter young high schooler and be like can i play this charlie parker tune and then someone's like you sound just like him and then they go to college and they forget they even exist until they yeah. have some sort of a career and then they're like that's my student i've i know who he is uh, yeah and it's like i get it you can't keep up with every student but it kind of feels weird that what i you just dropped out for <laughs> yeah like i was still playing in the scene still doing things like no yeah it show up show up to something you know yeah or share a post yeah <laughs> like yeah, was... you see it, share it take interest in my non like my non jazz stuff you know yeah that's that's where like as a as a multi-interested musician is it's it's hard to like keep everyone's attention it's not me being multi-interested to reach a wide audience it's like i'm kind of shrinking <laughs> i'm shrinking yeah. my potential audience by being at least right now in the short term of being like oh i don't really want to listen to a podcast i don't like facebook so i'm not going to go watch a stream i don't know what twitch is i don't like yeah. video games i don't like <laughs> It's like, so I'm just putting things out there. It's like, do you like any of these things? If so, here's yeah. where you can support. Because yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm all, it's all I'm doing right now. And <laughs> Yeah. It's, but I, I think that's like, that's kind of like what needs to happen for, especially like streamers or musicians is like, there, there's no reason to not become multifaceted like that. You know, it's like, you can, you can stream a video game and you know do a stream of you working on something and then like covering a metal song and then you know earth radio is playing we're gonna live stream this concert you know whereas like that shows a more complete thing it's like i think one of the one of the bigger bummers is when you get into and i can't remember the dude's name but it was like it was some asian dude on instagram who was really good at guitar and he would like randomly throw in like one or two metal covers and people would like comment like this sucks i can't believe you're doing this yeah uh i remember because he left instagram for it uh yeah. Mate, mateus yeah Art, like Art, Art, Artusado or something whatever his name is 
like, I just want to play what I want to play. Like, why, why is there so much negativity if I post a metal cover? He's like, go back to my backlog if you want to see me play John Mayer or something like that, you know? Yeah, and it's it's so like, yeah, it's like people people are so entitled to like, yeah, entitled and like very, it, and it's one of those things too where it's like they're with a non a non creative industry or even non creative thinking because everyone has some level of creativity I guess but like the people who don't have to think in layers like that they're just like what are you talking about I go to my job and the job is this and you know the nuances of my job are like that one guy, man, or that guy. Wow. So cool. And then you go home, there's the kitchen. I got this from the grocery store. I planned the list. And meanwhile is like, what if I tried podcasting and podcasting could open up a different type of content that would then draw people to my socials and maybe my Patreon, like, yeah. And, and then someone sees one part of it and they're like, stick to playing piano. It's like, why yeah. did stick to <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna block you like i don't i don't care <laughs> yeah, it's not a good deal. i'm gonna do what i want to do yeah i don't need to fight any i i i weaned myself off of fighting in the comments last year because i was i was just like i can't you gotta stay there's, out of it. You know, there's you know, too many people <laughs> and they're all living in like their own paradise where they're they're always right and i can't like there's no amount of like convincing either way yeah are you seeing this right now it's like dude i hate this weather right now I'm, sorry, I'm, like, I'm looking out it's like gently hailing now oh no i i don't my my two windows i have blackout curtains so i don't see oh, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like gently hailing right now april showers like April, April snow, hail showers. All right, Dutch, I gotta wrap this up. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I, I was looking at the time. It's like just past three. Um, yeah, is good chatting. Um, where, I don't know if you want people to find you. Where, where do you, you have your your projects? My, my, my project. Um, yeah, you can check me out. Um, don't find me as an educator because that's weird because I don't really post anything about If you want to find out about social justice and progressive music education stuff, um, we, we can talk about, we can talk about that all day, every day, but we're going to, we're going to get into a, a wild rabbit hole with that. Um, if you want to shoot me an email, just Ryan Wallace bass, the instrument, not the fish, or like a bass to a computer at gmail.com. Um, otherwise I'm in a band, a death metal band called Pain Divine, named after a Morbid Angel song, because it started off as a Morbid Angel worship band and it's kind of turned into its own thing. You can find us on Instagram, Spotify, um, uh, Apple Music, Deezer, Songster, um, Title. Is anyone use that? Is it, I, I tried Title for three months. It's it's fine. I, I like the Hi-Fi option, but yeah. It's, about it yeah um you can find you can find us you can find all that there um i know we're like recording a new album dude like actually doing like a full like pre-production process is so tight because i can like sit here and just practice and then be like oh i'd like to put this solo over it in the recording as opposed to like i have to figure out in the studio right now it's like (laughs) i don't go yo no joke, being a bass player and a vocalist sucks for recording because I'm not built for recording. Like it's so detail oriented and that is outside of my wheelhouse. Like I'm a good, very good performer. 
and it's like live, I'll kill it. I'm very entertaining. That's not like toot my own horn. That's just what that, I know. That's my skill set. And so having to go in and then like, sweet, you finished up bass. Now you have to do a whole nother set of recording for vocals. I'm like, oh. No, no. <laughs> someone else just record these bass lines for me, please. I don't want to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can, you can, you can find us on there. Um, yeah, yeah. If you're interested in some weirdo niche music education stuff and social, last thing I'm end with. What was his name? Derek Chauvin. Oh my God, it's getting worse. Oh my God. I'm gonna die. That's just what's going to happen. That's what um, happened. Derek Chauvin got, he was found guilty on all three charges last night. Oh, right. Yeah. It's a step forward. That's tight. It's a step forward. Mm-hmm. Not a big step, but it's a step. Yeah. Because like, what? Like three hours later, there was another shooting in Ohio. And yep. she's like, well, <laughs> we, that, that was a fun three hours of, of, of some sort of semblance of justice. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Oh, man. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll we'll know we'll know we're you know we we've come full circle if like Chauvin gets out early and then becomes like a Fox News contributor or something. Yeah, it's happening. It's gonna happen. Or if he's you know he could zoom from prison, like he'll probably there's always that option. No, they're gonna have him on Zoom in prison. (laughs) Hello, we're here with political leftist radical prisoner. (laughs) He's the he's a victim of the. The, the insanity. He's a victim of cancel culture, you know. Yeah, he's been canceled. That's that's what jails are now. They're just full of canceled individuals. Uh, him and Doctor Seuss. I tell you what. Yeah. You know, sitting, even... sitting there canceled together. You know? <laughs> All the time. But yeah, and I guess my quick spiel at the end of the episode is just if you want to support patreon.com slash you can get early episodes mailed newsletters with uh, sticker of the month club uh, this month is um, well I guess this might come out in May so last month was Brandon James from Jack of the Bear very like you know retro uh, roaring 20s-esque art style um, like kind of art deco but not quite uh, more cartoony and yeah you can just you know support there share the podcast follow subscribe whatever button you can click to interact do that yeah it's like you, you should just yeah you should just already know how to do that they, all the platforms are like tell people to do it I'm like you should just already know it's been 10 years it's 2021 you should know how to like and share yeah, just click the thing. Do the most pa- the thing you already do passively. Just do it slightly more actively. God, I wonder if there's studies on it though. If like people are more likely to like and share if you say like and share. Yeah, I'll just like I'll just have to like cut in in like in the middle of of things. Just like like and share. Like just break the audio for a second. <laughs> <laughs> just subliminally add that in. Get get it in there. <laughs> Yeah, that's tight. But, Rock and roll. Yeah, so grab the Dutcher stuff because I want him to get rich. Yeah. So I can live off his fame. <laughs> yeah, so I, I bought a house. I don't have roommates. Hey, man, I uh, actually sold my house. I, I, became a, I became a middle school teacher to have a captive audience for my terrible jokes. And I came on this, came on this to talk to Dutcher to get rich off his coattails. That's, yeah. that's the goal here, you know? <laughs> 
yeah, it's all it's all residual. You might not see anything for ten years, but dividends. Dividends. Yeah, it, it's like, the investment now. That... It's like it's like Dogecoin. You never know when it's gonna go up and you're gonna get rich. You know? <laughs> that was wild, Dogecoin. I yeah. did not expect it to do anything. <laughs>